0: Hey, everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Hi, everybody.
0: Hey. This is... You are listening to Madness in Movies, a podcast where we examine representations of madness through the lens of pop culture, and it's way more fun than that just sounded. That came off kind of dry.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. We have a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a great show.
1: Mm-hmm. My name's Andy. I'm Emily.
0: And we are trying something different this time. We're gonna start up with a little bit of follow up. We're gonna we're gonna follow up with last week's episode before we get going with this. Mm-hmm. Um. So last week we talked about Talladega Nights, and I. I think almost immediately after we finished recording the podcast, we started uh, watching, uh, you know, YouTube videos or you know, reading articles or whatever, trying to understand *Talladega Nights* more deeply. And I don't know. I felt very quickly, like within ten or fifteen minutes, like that everything I would said on the podcast was like wrong. That same I that I'd like completely missed the point yeah, of the movie. Same. <laughs> um. <laughs> so most useful was a. Oh, I wish I'd written down the name of the uh, the guy that made the YouTube video.
1: Oh yeah. This
0: is a it was, it was a video essay, sort of walking through the works of Adam McKay, who's the director of Talladega Nights mm-hmm. and also Step Brothers uh, and also The Big Short. Hmm. Um. And sort of. The video is called, What is a Smart Dumb Movie? Yeah. Smart Dumb Movie. Smart a,
1: Dumb Comedy, maybe. Smart
0: Dumb Comedy. Yeah. We'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, But the point is that, yeah, that there was, there's a lot more um going on under the surface and we very much... Took it at a kind of a service level.
1: Yeah, basically the point is like the movie is trying to be a parody of itself almost, or trying to be like a parody of comedies. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I I missed that. I like missed the parody element. I thought it was trying to be more of like a straight comedy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it wasn't. I think the difference is self awareness. Yeah. The difference between like being like, wow, this is really dumb this writer sucks. Yeah. And wow, this is really dumb. I think it's trying to make a point about mm-hmm. how we construct narratives.
1: Yeah. And comedies. And how dumb other comedies are. Yeah. Like I, I really liked the part where he basically says that the movie is making fun of the idea that there necessarily needs to be like some sort of emotional, big emotional <laughs> moment where it all of a sudden gets serious. Yeah. In a bunch of comedies and like Well yeah,
0: and also in these types of movies that's also parodying sort of sports uh, mm-hmm. biopics.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I haven't seen enough sports biopics to like understand that it was a parody. I think if I had seen, like, I don't know if if I've seen any sports biopics. If I had seen like a couple, I think I would have gotten that it was a parody. But I don't know. I've seen I've seen some sports or biopics,
0: really? and I I just thought this was like. And we're doing a sports mm-hmm. one, but it's dumb.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: it didn't real, didn't yeah, didn't quite catch, or I didn't think about it, and and maybe, maybe, uh, the the author of the whatever the video essay is giving it way too much credit. And it was never intended to be this smarter deep, but I think it's really fascinating that that it can be mm-hmm. read as yeah. Being being very intentional and self aware, and uh, I don't know. So I just wanted to call that out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Basically, watch the video essay, not our podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Or> no, no, <laughs> no. But like, listen to our podcast. I think there's still some valuable stuff in there, and yeah. I. Um, but not as much as we thought at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, tonight's film. Yes is Passengers.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This is two years old now. This was a 2016 film um, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, uh, two very sexy people trapped in space Titanic together.
1: Yeah. Um, Basically, the plot is um, there's a ship that is going from Earth to some other planet and everybody is hibernating, so it's gonna take what, like, ninety years or a hundred years, yeah, or something. a long time. Yeah, to get there. Um, and everybody's under hibernation, supposed to be asleep during that time. And then Chris Pratt wakes up, and um, so and he there's no way for him to get back to sleep. Um, so he's basically stuck there for the rest of his life. Um, there's ninety years to go. Um, mm-hmm and uh so he basically the first part of the movie is this like intense moral dilemma about whether or not to wake up another passenger um mm-hmm. and he decides to do it he wakes up Jennifer Lawrence and um and then they're like romantic and like dating and like accept that she kind of accepts that she's there for good and She's gonna make the best of it, um and he oh, and he lies to her, he doesn't tell her that yeah. he woke her up, so
0: and also it's I think it might be important to know that he actually like almost commits suicide before that that's sort of his choice is mm-hmm. like, do I kill myself? no, I'll wake someone up,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah so so yeah, um, but he lies to her, he doesn't tell her that he woke her up, he just lets her think that. Um, basically, her her hibernation pod malfunctioned, like his did, and so yeah. Then she finds out that he woke her up, and she's very a whole
0: year later. Yeah, he, did, he didn't keep up the ruse for a week, a year. a year, yeah, a year went by, and he's like, well, I'll tell her eventually.
1: Yeah, and then um and then she gets mad at him and almost murders him, or yep. Um and then decides not to, mm-hmm. and then the ship is failing, they find out that their hibernation problem, or his hibernation failure yeah, was...
0: Yeah, hers is hers <laughs> not.
1: That was not That was not naturally caused but it. Um, his was because the ship is failing, and so, and it's gonna sink, there's a hole in it, and so they...
0: It's, it's gonna sink. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's space meta- Titanic. Yeah,
1: metaphorically.
0: <laughs> it's gonna blow up, it's gonna go down a nuclear fireball.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Um, and so, you know, then, um, they save the ship, it becomes like an action movie type thing for a bit. Um, and then... Explosions
0: and fire and yelling and running and... Yeah.
1: yeah. And then they save it and they make up and live happily ever And after. make out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and then we fast forward, um, mm-hmm. like... 80 year or I guess 90 at this point like 88 years 88 88 years um and everyone um wakes up and they see like kind of what they've created on the ship they've created this um like nature kind of
0: Yeah, it's a cold, lonely, you know, everything is white and silver and blue lights around the rims and whatever, and so they plant trees and grow chickens and shit.
1: Yeah, and everybody wakes up and sees that and, like, knows that they've been there, and they they read, like, an account. Um, It's her voice kind of saying it, and the film ends. Yay. 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 I really like this movie.
0: Okay. It's just fascinating because it was very poorly received at the time. Um, And I think... I, when I saw it, I, it, this came out about the same time as Arrival, and I think my experience is not, um, it's pretty typical of this, where it, Arrival comes out and it's like, oh my gosh, science fiction, you know, what a great year we're having, I can't believe, you know, the, the, the Arrival is so good, and so that colors everything, and then you see passengers coming, and the trailers were really good. And it looked like it was going to be, like, a good movie with, you know, with stars Mm -hmm. in. And you're like, okay, it's going to be a little glossier. But, like, it seemed like a really good premise and yada, yada, yada. And and then I went and watched the film. And I was like, just in comparison to Arrival, it's, it's not, I don't know. I don't think it's technically as good. I don't think it's, like, as thematically impactful. But I definitely think watching it now separated from it a little bit. I was much more able to just kind of, like, lean back and just enjoy the ride. And I I did really enjoy it as a film as well.
1: Yeah, this was one. I watched it. I think I just watched it with, like, family or something. I wasn't paying super close Mm -hmm. attention. Um, Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, and... I, like, didn't think about it for a while, and then as I started getting more interested in, like, nihilism and anti antinatalism and, like, mm-hmm. different philosophies and how these various things intersect with Mad Pride, um, I started, like, thinking about the movie again. Like, the movie started coming back to me.
0: Really? It wasn't, yeah. that, it wasn't that you bumped into it somewhere. No, no, some, no. You, you just, it, it bubbled to the surface of your brain.
1: Yeah, it's been, like, this thing that I've been just continually thinking about over huh. the past few months, and then, huh. like, I don't know, just recently I was, like, yeah, like, I feel I feel like that's a really good movie and i like missed how good it was at the time that i saw it. Hmm. And yeah, i watched it and i just really liked it um but i know that it's it's massively critiqued for being anti-feminist um
0: and rapey. Yeah. I i know at the time at the time that it was released i very much uh the, the the kind of whatever tastemakers or influencers or I think talking heads or whatever that I listen to very much said like this should be recut as a horror movie that like if you show the movie from Jennifer Lawrence's perspective this is a horror movie mm-hmm. where she wakes up and th- thinks that she's all you know thinks like oh gosh I'm stuck on this ship with this handsome man and then it turns out no he's trying to manipulate her and he woke you up and then she's trying and then there's like scenes of her like jogging around the ship and he's like on the intercom like I know you can hear me and like just imagine if you made that kind of like sepia tone and made it look kind of grungy and played some like screechy scary music under it. She's like running around the ship and he's going I can hear you like it, there are yeah so that was kind of I don't know that was the thought circle that I was in was very much the, like this is a horror movie disguised as a romance. <laughs> in space
1: yeah i can I can see that I can totally see that perspective um, yeah, that I mean I think it's a horror movie from his perspective too though, um, especially when he's alone um, mm-hmm. to be like stuck on this and the only one that's basically solitary confinement
0: it's it's almost like Groundhog
2: Day,
1: yeah,
0: except that he doesn't get to. Interact with any of the people. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have the heartwarming interactions. He doesn't get to feel any amount of love no matter how hard he tries. He just...
1: And there's no way out. Like, yeah. There's, like, Groundhog Day, he always... Well, he loses hope a little bit that he's going to wake up from it or going to wake up and the next day will happen. But he, he kind of throughout the movie, you, you know that eventually there's going to be a next day. But, like, this film, like, he's pretty much certain that he's not, he's going to you know, die on the ship. Yeah. He's going to die. He like, this is a life sentence. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I can see that perspective. Um, I would just say, um, like, yeah, I, I think waking her up or whatever. Um, well, one, I, like, understand why he did it at that point. Like, if he's yeah. in solitary confinement, I just feel like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, I would absolutely do it. Okay. I'd, I'd probably yeah. wake up way more people. I'd, like, wake up, like, 100 and yeah. be like, let's start our own society. Like, Mad Pride people. So this is the rules of the society. It's a Mad Pride society. Everybody do what you want. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. But, like. And I think, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a that's a running theme of the movie, right? It's like nobody blames him. Is that it it's like they he has this interaction with Lawrence Fishburne later where Lawrence Fishburne is like, "How long were you alone, son?" And he goes, "A year." And Lawrence Fishburne kind of he just kind of like pauses and lets that sink in, yeah. and he's just sitting there. He's like, "Still, <laughs> I'm like, what? No, no, still, what?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think that like. Yeah, most people in that situation would do what he did. They would yeah. wake... I, yeah, I know for me, I'd wake a bunch of people up. <laughs> and um,
0: Yeah, and I think I... I I'm i so interested in, like, other ways that this could have gone. Like, the movie presents it as, like, this is the only thing, this is the only yeah. sane thing to do. and Like, I don't know. I just, like, do you want to, like, yeah, like, wake up a whole other colony? Mm-hmm. Or, like... I don't know. What are some other, like, <laughs> alternatives? Like, think outside the box, man.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that, like, his main alternative that he was considering was suicide. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it could have really easily gone down that route. Or it could have gone... I haven't seen Castaway, but I know mm-hmm. people who say it could have gone the Castaway route of just him being alone. Um, yeah, it yeah. could have gone the route of like the two of them like becoming scientists or whatever or just him becoming a scientist and finding his way back to hibernation or the two of them or a few of them or maybe maybe they would try and wake up people with skill sets that yeah, could bring oh, them back to hibernation. Yeah, okay,
0: that's a that's a really good one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wake up doctors and Yeah, 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 and medical technologists and like, okay, you're here with me now. Between the four of us, we're going to figure out, and yeah. then we'll all go back to sleep together.
1: Thank you. But that's not the point of the movie, right? Yeah. So, like, the point of the movie, I think, is um, they're this group that's, like, going to colonize another planet and mm-hmm. have an adventure and do great things and use their skill set and own land and, like, this this narrative of, like, progress and... Um, it's the
0: American frontier. It's, yeah. It's Manifest Destiny. It's
1: expanding science, achieving. It's it's very, like, Hoorah. capitalist, yeah. Um, she's going to be this great writer and very individualistic, too. She's she's going to be the only writer to travel to a colony and back to Earth and accomplish this wonderful thing, and she'll, yeah. she'll be the only one to ever do it. Um, and the point yeah. of the movie is to, like, disrupt that narrative and, like... Yeah I I think say like there are other ways To live your life there are other ways to create Meaning there are other ways To yeah like have a good Life or whatever
0: yeah I think It's interesting that it's Particularly her Narrative that gets Mm -hmm. disrupted That she's sort of cast As like she's the one that's Too ambitious and And like and her friends are telling her like I hope you find someone That can fill your heart and you learn, and you can learn someday that you don't have to do something amazing to be happy. Mm-hmm. And that she's very much like presented as like the. I don't know, I don't know, I don't want, I don't, not necessarily cold, but kind of cold. And definitely as the ambitious one, that mm-hmm. she's the one who. She's got a dream. God damn it, you're disrupting my dream.
1: Yeah, and she's the one of a higher class. Um yeah. it's similar to and, Titanic in yeah. that way she she's in the gold class or something, and he's yeah. more working class.
0: Yeah, and she's a city person. She's from New York City.
1: hmm Um Yeah, and um I think I think, yeah, she like very much is like tied like she she says you murdered me, um, at one point for waking her up. Mm -hmm. And that's what all the feminist critiques say is like, Oh, this man like murdered her and she has to give up on her dreams and Mm -hmm. all these things so that, um, he can, you know, not be alone. Uh, but all of that is kind of predicated on this idea that like, that these dreams are like the best thing that she can do or
0: that her dreams are her life
1: yeah that's life and if you spend your life on this ship you know not accomplishing anything great then that's not a good life or um that's not valid and that's murder like and that that feels very similar to a lot of like ableist narratives of like oh like who would want to live disabled who would want to live paralyzed for the Mm. rest of their lives just confined or who would want to live in a hospital or whatever you know who would want to live with care 24 7 for the rest of their lives they're not accomplishing anything great therefore we should just you know institute assisted suicide right now um and yeah, or,
0: or get them before they even exist.
1: Right, right. Prenatal testing or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's just this idea that, like, this kind of life isn't inherently, like, worthy of existing compared to mm-hmm. the other kind of life where you accomplish something great. Um, yeah. That's, that's like, a, where you perform able-mindedness, able-bodiedness, whatever it is you're accomplishing. Um travel and writing and um yeah this idea of just like living your life where you give one other person meaning or share like a relationship with one other person like that's considered a life devoid of meaning yeah you you might as well you might as well have murdered her
0: yeah yeah and I mean it's still it is still involuntary and like I, I don't know I guess that's where I struggle, is, like, I agree with all of that if that's, like... I don't know if she comes around to that or she, like, chooses that or learns her lesson or something. And she does. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still built... It's still built on a not... non-choice.
1: Yeah. And so I guess in response to that, I would say, like, a few things. Like, one of them is um so there there has been like a little bit of anti-natalist discussion around this film um Mm -hmm. and how like forcing her into this existence is in a way sort of like natalism is um sort of like the way that people force children to exist (laughs) um force life upon them and yeah how that is in some ways like maybe similar to like murder in that you're depriving somebody of a choice whether to live or die Mm -hmm. um So, so yeah, like as, as an, as an antinatalist, like I can, I can totally see that. Mm. Um, At the same time, I feel like he also didn't get a choice of whether to live or die or whether to be awake or not. Um, And so, you know, to wake up from his hibernation or not, to live in the first place or not, you know, whatever we're talking Mm -hmm. about. And like, can you blame him for like, He's he's had this forced upon him too. Like, can you blame him for like trying to like make the best of it? Like, I don't know that the audience would react so much more positively to him committing suicide instead. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like life when you're when you're forced to exist in a way or whatever, you end up doing things that are not morally great.
0: Yeah. What do you think would happen if we gender flipped the the movie? If Jennifer Lawrence had been the one that was awake and she chose Chris Pratt? Because you know she would. Yeah. You know in a heartbeat that if it wasn't Chris Pratt, it would be someone else, you know, I
1: and I feel like that's what she's admitting. Like, I have I interpreted it that way when she, she's, like, mad at him and very angry and won't speak to him. And then the ship is going to blow up uh-huh. and they're saving yeah. the ship. And Chris Pratt is going to, like, sacrifice himself or whatever. And she um, says, you
0: die, I die.
1: Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to live on this ship without you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's admitting, like... She doesn't want to be alone either like who would want an existence yeah. of solitary confinement
0: and I think that was the I, I think you're right. That's that's the moment where where she suddenly it like Dawns on her like oh, I would have to live alone I wouldn't even have someone to be angry yeah. at yeah, like oh, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no,
1: no, no <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah I mean I think if the genders were flipped the plot could be the same but it would be a better movie like cuz i i can see how chris pratt choosing to like wake her up that does seem like A reinforcement of the rape narrative, like, or sort of like manic Mm -hmm. pixie dream girl or like women serving men. Like
0: it's playing into old tropes. Yeah.
1: Or I, I was also thinking, I was thinking of a variety of narratives too. Like one is like, yeah, waking up like many other people. Another would be like, what if it was like a gay couple or what if it was just like a friendship or something or, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Wakes up his best friend and then it's a buddy buddy sci-fi
1: yeah i I thought that would be cool like yeah, yeah so for me i'm not like totally tied to the romance, although I think like you know romance is really important and it can like give life a lot of meaning but yeah. um i'm also yeah it was it, for me it's more just about like the choice to not live one 's life alone um or the, yeah. yeah, and the choice to like make life more about relationships and other people rather than like accomplishments. Um, But yeah, but I, I did think about I think it would be a better movie if it was like her waking up him or her waking up a friend. And I, I also think that would like I did feel a little creeped out by the fact that he like he looks at her and he's kind of like falling in love with her appearance and her voice. Yeah. And like yeah, 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 wakes, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, if it had been more about like, I just need to wake up one other person that I think were going to be really good friends, and maybe if they had started out as just, like, it had been, like, a friendship and a companionship, and then love sort of grew out of that, that would be mm-hmm. okay, as opposed to, like, I'm He's just... straight wa-
0: up just picking the perfect bride out of the
2: lineup. Yeah,
1: like, picking, like, who do I want to have sex with on this ship? Like, I, like whose body do I like? The, like, I felt like it was leaning a little bit in that direction, and I can see how that's pretty rapey, but if it had just been more, like, who do I think would be... A good friend and, and maybe I was also thinking what would be cool is if he had picked someone mm-hmm. if he had gone through and picked the person who was most interested in like forming a relationship and like wanted to live a kind of life that was about relationships rather than like if accomplishing he'd be, something if
0: he'd been more if he'd had a broader search essentially yeah if he,
1: because he had time he could he was going through so much like, time. all the pods and like looking at the information on everybody like he could have found someone who was saying like I just want to go to a new colony to make new friends, and I just really like meeting people and you know hearing other people's stories, and even if I just meet like one other friend, that would be great if he could just have picked that person, <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> like,
0: but that no, was... he, no, he he trips and like face plans in front of Jennifer Lawrence's pod, yeah. and and he's like, she's
1: hot. I'm gonna wake her up. Yeah, no, no I don't <laughs> know if
0: like that that the, the first shot of her it was like lit and framed in a very like boobs forward kind of way. Yeah. Like it was very boob prominent.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, and I'm like,
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I can see how it's a little rapey then. Yeah, like. If it's, it, it does become about like, I like this person's body or whatever. Um, but I also feel like he's framed as kind of rapey because he like, he lets his beard grow, grow long. And he like, um, I wrote that down that he like, he looks kind of like conventionally like not attractive when he's, when he like picks her and thinks about waking her up. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know. I, I and felt. He, and
0: then he shaves and works out. and
1: <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I felt like there some of the critique might have come from, like, him, like, framing him that way rather than necessarily. Hmm. Huh. Maybe. See, I
0: didn't get that vibe at all. Like, I, I didn't. Really? I don't know. I just thought that was sort of, I don't know, the way that, like, when, when you and I were first dating that I would, like, suddenly, like, felt this urge to, like, clean my room when you came over. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> sweep all the you know I'm gonna vacuum I got a vacuum today I got a Emily's coming over I got a (laughs) vacuum
1: yeah that might be it I don't know um but yeah I I think it would have been a better movie if he had like really looked at like the personalities and been like okay who do Mm -hmm. I want to like choose to wake up or alternatively if they had decided to wake up like a bunch of people and just been like we're gonna like party for the next hundred years and it's gonna be fun
0: we're gonna have a party (laughs) colony in space (laughs) yeah
1: why can't it be that kind of movie (laughs) because
0: Chris Pratt can build anything he can weld together a picture of the Eiffel a statue of the Eiffel Tower which he's never seen I don't think He can he he can pick up goldsmithing in a, in a weekend. He just learns how to make her make her a wedding ring. Yeah. He can reprogram robots. He could build a turntable on a set of strobe lights. Yeah, come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like that could be a cool movie too though. Not necessarily like a party movie, but just like a a movie where it's like a group of people like finding meaning together and some people might have romance and some people might have I don't know why, like, things they do, but, like, it doesn't have to be just about, like... I, I think one of the issues that I had with it maybe was that he was, like, in waking her up, I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on her to, like... Put out. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, be the person and, like, always get along with it, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like...
0: If you reenacted The Bachelor... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an alternate scenario
1: <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> But I did feel like Ultimately it was a capitalist Critique um, Okay Like I, the, I the,
0: Just that the whole ship was It was very corporate And it's sort of the same way The Titanic right like big business yeah. Builds thing that can't fail and then it does fail and big business kind of like wipes its hands of the whole affair and is like, you people caught in the machinery, you're on your own. And the people have to like survive the machinery of the big companies and come out the other side and go, ah, I can't believe.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of it. But I think the bigger part is the critique of the capitalist Western dream of Land ownership and accomplishing something and um, writing um, a book that's gonna like you know everyone will know your name you know getting well known or
0: is it though because yeah. they do they 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 turn the whole center of the ship into their plot of land and they build a house and she writes her book and he keeps saying it's amazing and she still writes her best selling book even if not the book she wanted to write she still gets her dream writes the book. He gets his dream. Get the pl- he's, he's got his plot of land. And it's, so it's not on a planet. It's on a ship. Who cares? Still,
2: hmm. He still,
0: he still does it. They both, they both still find a way to to get their dream on the ship. They're not hmm. rejecting it or moving on from it or learning to live without it. They're just doing it different together.
1: Hmm. Maybe I. I still felt like it was a critique of that dream, because it's just the two of them they're not becoming like well-known they're not being I don't know like they're they're not becoming successful or upper-class ruling class identities they're not um, yeah like they're they're not living like quote-unquote normal lives you know Mm -hmm. they're not um, they're not like reintegrating into society or whatever they're like Learning to just live And like Build make, their
0: own society Yeah
1: They make their own meaning And then they die Like that's it Um Okay
0: Yeah I, I think that's Maybe that's the difference between Like I I'm My view is representative Of what the movie Wants us to think Huh And yours is
1: I I totally... No. You disagree. I I totally got... Maybe not. I don't know. But I totally got that the movie was, like, critiquing that dream. I don't... That's why I, like, think this movie is so fantastic. But maybe not. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I'm so curious what the listeners think. Yeah. I really want a lot of the people to weigh in on this one.
1: Yeah. Um... One
0: of the quotes in the film, and I think this is sort of the theme, or that they the, the summarized a lot of the, the ads who really is... He says, like, the drying the darn, blah, blah. the drowning man will always try to down, drag someone down with him. And you can't blame the guy, but, you know... You can't blame the drowning man, but you, you just have to understand that, you have to try to... And uh, you just don't get dragged down. And I... I think that's really the the movie's stance on Chris Pratt's decision, I guess, to wake her up. It's like, yeah, we would all do it in that scenario, but that means we're all assholes. That's a like a bleak look at, at humanity is like, yeah, we're all terrible. Mm. And we would all be terrible to each other. And we can sympathize with Chris Pratt. We should still not condone this. Hmm. And I can't help but feel like there's a more charitable explanation for their, for that. Or a more charitable interpretation. Yeah. I'm just trying to put my finger on what that would be.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I do agree that, like, we're all assholes. <laughs> um, and we're all just pretty terrible people. Like, I agree with that just in general. But... I also feel like we do things to redeem ourselves and like I don't know, and we like try to make our lives less shitty and
0: And that then that shouldn't be the defining be all end all single characteristic. It's like
1: Yeah, I I think um I don't know. I I felt like so she was offered at the end. He offers her a chance to hibernate.
0: To go back in.
1: Yeah. And, like, says that he's not going to do it. Um, she can... There's there's space for one person. Um, <clears throat> Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she says no. Um, yeah. Because she likes her life with him. I don't know. So, um... I... I also feel like that could be the charitable explanation, is that, like, yeah, he wakes her up, um, and she somehow, you know, we we all were, like, forced into existence, right? And, and we
0: make the best of it. And, and we, we,
1: yeah, like, I mean, I personally think it's, like, absolutely horrible, and, like, we shouldn't be forced to exist. Um, we should stop procreating right away, but... Like, we've all been forced to exist now, and for those of us who, like, don't want to die, who, like, death is too scary for, it's like, okay, like, how do you just, like, live out life and just, like, do something to make it tolerable and hopefully enjoyable, and, like, and mm. they figure it out, and he does, he and, like, sometimes it involves, like, pretty unethical things, and... I don't know so so they do and then they like don't create they don't create children like I look at it as an antinatalist film I think they um, I choose to interpret it at the end that they don't have any children they just die um, and yeah like I, I think that okay they're not gonna like force any more people into existence they um you know they're they're not gonna like they're going to try to minimize the harm they're doing to people, but they're at least going to like try to make it bearable for each other. And like, isn't that the only thing we can do? Like all of us, we can just try and like make it, make life more bearable for one another until we can like die and like not perpetuate this <laughs> <laughs> anymore. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to think what if they, did have kids or like what is that? What would that have been like for those kids? Ugh. Those hypothetical kids, because they would have lived long enough to to make it to the planet, right? They would
1: have.
0: Yeah. I I don't. I'm, I'm just talking through this out loud. Maybe their grandkids would make it to the planet. I don't. Yeah. No. It's it's probably. And then bad.
1: like per, yeah, continue perpetuating the capitalism, Whee! building ships that like force people to wake up and be alone and pay six thousand dollars to send messages and only and they'd give. still and
0: they probably the grandkids would still be under the labor contract that yeah. chris pratt signed to get on the ship
1: right right
0: what was it 20 percent of all his earnings for the rest of his life go back to the company yeah yeah
1: yeah so like i don't know yeah i, I mean i think the movie does have like a pretty like Fatalistic, pessimistic view look on humans. But then it's, it's like accepting that and being like, and that's okay. Like we just have to like make things less shitty for one another. And yeah. So we die.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, we, what is it? We, uh, we're passengers. We, we all think we're the captain of our fate, but we're not, we're all passengers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just go where fate takes us.
2: Mm -hmm. Like,
0: you know, it's like, it's like, there's your, uh, I don't know, very on the nose, like, hey, you wonder where the title came from. Yeah. I don't know. Not as on the nose as Titanic, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. But it was like, oh, this is the theme of the movie. I understand now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I thought I definitely saw like a mad narrative in it because, Mm. um, yeah, I feel like it's it's seeing like yeah, the I think the way that this would end in like most movies is that you know, they would they would have this thing happen to them that places them outside of a normal life. Um on the outskirts of that that takes a normal life, that possibility away from them mm-hmm. and they would spend most of the movie trying to Get like regain the opportunity to have a normal life, like mm-hmm. kind of get their privilege back. Um,
0: and they they get out of, get that out of their system pretty. Yeah, like in the first act.
1: Yeah, they like, and the end of the movie is like them both choosing to like negate this opportunity, any opportunity to have a normal life. They completely exist on the outside of a normal life, um, outside the bounds of it, and like kind of accept. And yeah. embrace, yeah, except that like that's that's not how they're gonna live, and they can still find meaning um without yeah with without accomplishing great things, without like you know doing it like being good workers or consumers, without procreating having a family, I wish there was more like conversation around that, but um yeah, they're they just like give up kind of and embrace their like new lives and make that into a life that they want Um, and I yeah I think that's like a really common narrative for people um, who lose their privilege like there's there's one narrative of like people trying to like gain that privilege back in some way and um, trying to get back into society reintegrate um, through whatever means possible either like cure their disability or madness or um, kind of like take their madness And like use it as a strength Like yeah, within yeah, capitalism yeah. Um, To like Weal get that. all the normal things Yeah um, Or the the like Dan Savage Queer narrative Look you can be gay And you can still have a nuclear family And you can have a job um, Who Who's Dan Savage? He started the It Gets Better campaign
0: Oh Right 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 <laughs>
1: Yeah, so so that narrative is basically like, yeah, even if you're gay, you can still like get married, have a nuclear family, have children, have a job. Look at me. I'm like s- amazingly successful and I have a huge house. So you can be gay and have all that. You can still be gay and be super privileged and contribute to capitalism and it's great. Um and so like that's definitely a huge narrative of how people like lose privilege and like fight to gain it back or whatever and I felt like this was very much a narrative of like not of like choosing not to gain back that privilege. But so you felt like it wasn't doing that it that wasn't the narrative. It wasn't about them gaining back their privilege. Can you share more about that?
0: I guess I felt that they were more rebuilding or recreating in some way that that it's uh yeah that they were Still trying Still striving towards that They're still trying to Recapture that And still I mean without hmm. Yeah it's weird Because they weren't I don't know privileged like Exists within systems And structures And society And whatever
2: mm-hmm.
0: And so without That But I don't know But Jennifer Lawrence Leaving behind her 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 whole book thing It's sort of Her Her, her That they keep saying Is important And historic And like this will this will be meaningful. This will live in history books. Mm-hmm. This is the first time this has ever happened. Wow, what a story! And I guess I don't know. It, it's that's still like posthumous, like I don't mm. know, glory and credit and whatever that she's getting, mm. um, and still like like she'll still be remembered. And it's and it's I almost think it's they're more like trying to embrace that.
1: Do you think she'll be remembered, though? You don't? I don't know. Like, so, like, there's this spaceship that's just Mm -hmm. going to this other planet, and, like, there were just these Mm -hmm. two random people on it, and she wrote about that, like...
0: So you think it'll be a weird quirk in history, or a weird fluke, and... Oh, and one time Jennifer Lawrence woke up early. That was weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that they'll mention it. Like, maybe, like, scholars who, like, study it, like, hardcore will look at it. Yeah. But I, I don't know that it, it's not going to be, like, the Titanic or the Challenger where it explodes hmm. and you, like, get all this data. Like, it's going to be, like, any ship that successfully gets there. Like... I
0: guess. I guess the question is how many, how many of these colony ships are there. Yeah, that's true. Because my impression was that this...
1: This is, like, the one. This is the
0: second one, right? They had... It's the Homestead Company going, you know, and they're going to the planet Homestead 2, Mm
2: -hmm. which
0: I guess implies there was a Homestead 1, so I I don't know. I'm reading it as Mm -hmm. this is the second ship
2: Mm -hmm. to go
0: out. Um, And I... I don't know, I guess I interpret her as, like, being, like, a New York Times kind of writer.
2: hmm
0: And that this was going to be her big New York Times piece. Yeah. Some, And I think in that way, it might be, like, not, like, history books, George Washington, uh, you know, Edward Snowden size, so much as, yeah, just, a, like, a cultural... Moments, or a, mm. uh, that that kind of thing, but I still think that she would very much have an impact, and a, maybe not be remembered forever, but still very much change. I don't know public opinion or change people or make an impact for and be known and sort of passed around for a few years at least, mm. and, and I I don't know, and I I think that's. Like, it's still, she still gets that at the end of the movie. She doesn't have to walk away from ever being known or, like, or have to give up the dream of being famous or whatever. She still gets, they they still get everything they wanted, I guess, is the the crux of my argument.
1: Hmm. I can see that, yeah. I think it felt like she was after status. It felt like the other book was more about status for me. It felt yeah, like
0: no, definitely she
1: wanted to be, like, the only one who's done this. And, like, I don't know. that It feels like this book is not... I mean, she's dead, so it's not going to give her status. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I also feel but, like...
0: I don't know. Don't people still do things that, for posthumous status, doesn't that still feel good to you in the moment? Where you sort of say, like... I, I'm going to be, you know, people are going to read this and they're going to, it's going to be amazing. Just you wait. Like, I, th- people,
2: yeah. I think people
0: still chase that. And I think feeling in the moment yeah. that, that like people will read, people will know my name in the future. Like, I think that's still mm-hmm. pokes at a similar, I don't know, part of the brain or strokes the same.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm like totally sold on the argument that she's gonna be, like, famous. Like, I'm willing to believe that, like, people will read it um, to see, yeah, like what life on this spaceship was like for these two people but it's not yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like she's not, like, she doesn't get anywhere. She doesn't, she's just a passenger, right? Like, she doesn't get to her destination she doesn't, like, I feel like...
0: She single-handedly, well, Dual-handedly, I don't know how do you say that. <laughs> With Chris Pratt saved, that's true. A colony ship, that's
2: true. No, sta- that no, no staff, no staff, yeah. no
0: crew. The 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 crew wakes up, and it's like you don't know this, but I saved your life.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: I
0: don't know. I I really. Uh, I I I think you're underselling her. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's entirely possible That, yeah, that the book will make an impact And that the movie is not at all (laughs) Trying to undercut the narrative of capitalist success
0: Yeah I don't know, I mean, I'm thinking of, like, tales of I don't know, ocean goers, right? Like, a, a, a man that in the 1600s or whatever, circumnavigates the planet, right? Goes all the way around the whole globe and writes a book about it. Um, it's not brand new, but it's... I don't know. He's still remembered for many years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so then... Maybe everything that I just said is wrong <laughs> maybe,
0: just maybe <laughs> no, but i really I, I really i do like your argument as well, and i uh, i'm very i'm kind of devils advocating you. I, <laughs>
1: Then what do you think is the message of the film?
0: I... Hmm. I I mean, I think the message of the film more or less just comes down to, like... It sucks to be alone, and nobody wants that, and... Be nice to each other.
1: <laughs> be nice to each other, but I, I guess I Wouldn't <laughs> being nice to each other involve not forcing someone else to like wake up?
0: No, I mean, I mean more that like, I don't know, kind of a kind of a feel good. All we have is each other. Hmm. Um. Don't push that away, and be kind to the people around you. I don't know. <laughs> I really, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I like your interpretation. I like your interpretation very much. Um, and I don't know. I, I had a hard time seeing more than just a feel-good, pat each other on the back, oh, they're in love and live happily ever after kind of story.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I think maybe that's what it was intended to be, actually. Well,
0: yeah, but it's more fun if we... <laughs> <laughs> When you dig. (laughs) Uh,
1: So how did you see madness in this?
0: Um, I guess I really empathized with Chris Pratt's yeah well I I mean this is kind of the point right is I empathize with Chris Pratt's like desperate loneliness Mm -hmm. and sort of that he just wanted to reach out and touch someone and be touched and for that to be okay and I think it's very much can be read as like oh he's that poor crazy guy that just couldn't help himself
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess that he, he couldn't hold it in, and so he woke her up. And like, ah, uh, you know what a bummer! What a bummer that he he he, yeah, that he couldn't hold it in, or he couldn't couldn't be okay just being himself. But well, I guess you know, I guess she's here, you know, um, and it's that Jennifer Lawrence is supposed to sort of take pity on him, I guess, or whatever. Mm. And and like. Oh, Jim. But it's, like, it's not. It's saying, like, anyone subjected to this, like... uh, I don't know. Mental agony, I guess, would do the same thing and end up in the same place. And, like, that doesn't mean they're crazy. That means they're human. Yeah. And empathize with that or sympathize, like, at the very least. And, uh... Just try to understand the people around you and give them more credit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whether they're... And, you know, it's, I guess... Yeah, to be more direct about it, yeah, just that, like, people around you in distress or experiencing madness or whatever, like, that comes from somewhere. And you don't know their... You don't know them. And... Or, I don't know, maybe you do know them. But that just that just that comes from somewhere. And try to understand that and not just, like, jump to, like, ah, why is he being mean to me?
1: Yeah, yeah, not to vilify someone. Yeah, I think the response of the critics, honestly, kind of, like, freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Like, I, I mean, I get it. Like, I get that it's, like, horrible to be in Jennifer Lawrence's shoes. Um But I also just... Yeah, the response to just, like, this is a rape film, like, I don't know, like, I feel like, okay, that's, like, a little extreme, um, I don't know, or just a little, like, I I feel like that just lacks a lot of nuance, that, like, this is a person who's, like, sentenced to solitary confinement for life, like, that's pretty, um, Like even, (laughs) even the U S which is a very like punitive disciplinary state. Like we still have the death penalty that's considered like barbaric in Europe. Like even we do not ever sentence people to a life sentence of solitary and like they're, are you sure? Oh, do we maybe like like? I have ha-
0: no idea, but that sounds like a very broad statement. I'm like, nah. There's some asshole judge out there that mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm I i do not know.
1: I think there are like a lot of rules and restrictions around it. Like, there's like horrible, absolutely horrible usage. I mean, any usage of solitary confinement is horrible. Yeah. But there, like, yeah, there there's horrible, horrible usage. I think though, it can't be a life sentence. Hmm. It can be years. But wow. Of even life. that, Ooh. yeah. Maybe if you're on like death row, or if you're like you know highly,
0: highly cancerous. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, if you're
1: like if if you're convicted of like you know like maximum security type stuff. Charles Manson. Yeah, maybe. But even him, I don't think solitary.
0: Yeah.
1: I think like he was too
0: charismatic.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think there's solitary life sentences. We should fact check that. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, there is so much human rights activism around solitary and not enough. There should be more. But there is a lot. And, like, we all... All of us who, like, have any, like, human decency whatsoever (laughs) recognize that solitary confinement is torture and inhumane, you know.
0: It's it's bad. It's real bad. I
1: do think, like, even, like, hardcore conservatives would recognize that, like, for even, for a year or more, Mm -hmm. it's torture. They would say, no, you shouldn't do that. I don't know. Maybe not, like, hardcore. But (laughs) the point is it's bad and so it kind of scares me that these critics are being like yeah yeah Chris Pratt just be in solitary confinement for Forever. the rest of your life like just like yeah or commit suicide if that's what you need to do if it drives you mad and you kill yourself like do that rather than waking anyone else up like I don't know yeah I feel like there would be there are just other options and there's ways to look at this a lot more charitably <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Should we start to wrap up? Do you have anything else? Do you...
1: Yeah, um, one other thing that I had was that, um, I thought it could maybe be seen as an allegory for, like, um, psychiatric institutions. Hmm. Um, or prison itself. Um. Hmm. Just, yeah, the way that we very much have this idea that, like, um... In prison, like the the life of an inmate is like meaningless, um, mm-hmm. or the the life of someone in like a psychiatric institution, is meaningless. Um,
0: yeah, and if something happens to him, it's like shrug and like, huh? oh no, the world lost another murderer today. So sad.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, it's this is a really hard thing to like talk about, I think, because I I don't ever want to give the message that prison is okay, or that psychiatric institutions are okay, or like, oh, you can make the best of it. And like, I feel mm-hmm. like I like worry Ooh, about like yeah. sending that message of like, oh, well, if you just like make the best of your time, then like, it's fine.
0: You write a book while you're in prison. that don't
1: help. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's totally what a lot of people say. I remember, um, <laughs> my ex um, mm-hmm. would say, oh, well, I would just study a lot if I were, if I, if I were placed on an involuntary commitment, I would study, I would learn new things, I would make the best of my time and it wouldn't be so bad. And, um, I feel like the movie could be read as saying that, but I, I feel like it can also be read as just saying like people who are confined, you know, not that it's okay for them to be confined, but like there's ways to make meaning, um, that don't involve like living life as this, quote-unquote, like, fully successful member of society, mm-hmm. upstanding, productive member. Like, you, you can live life um, without that structure, outside yeah. of it, um, like, barred from it and, like, have a meaningful life. Um,
0: can, yeah, and still be valuable and worthwhile mm-hmm. as a human being.
1: yeah. And I don't think it takes even writing a book that posterity will read. (laughs) Like, I think, like, even just, like, being meaningful to, like, one other person or whatever it's saying, like, um, you can still, yeah, you can still, like, have an effect. Um, and yeah, I, I think that rings really true. I think that, like, um, a lot of... Um, A lot of psych survivors and people in the MAD movement have been institutionalized for, like, very long periods of time. Um, I recently heard someone speak at a Hearing Voices training who was kind of saying he hadn't been institutionalized for a long period of time. But just um, he had felt, like, such shame and, like, guilt and, Mm -hmm. um, like, was just suffering a lot around being traumatized for such a long period of time that it it kind of felt like he had lost that time in his life um and yeah I think there's a lot of like mad people who would say yeah it's it's like you you've like lost that time like that you've spent in an institution or you've spent like you know maybe it's on drugs that are having like very adverse effects whatever it is there's like this grieving of lost time but I I think there's also people yeah
0: yeah no and yeah I don't know and in that way it's almost like there's even more loss in trying to cope with that loss
1: yeah or,
0: that, or at least that's what I'm hearing is that yeah would, I don't know would they characterize it that way
1: maybe some yeah can you say more about that y-
0: yeah just that it even I don't know if you're in there for a month and then you spend I don't know the next month after that like reeling like it trying to trying to sort out what do you you, what do you do now or if that like really yeah traumatizes you and Mm -hmm. that it it follows you that it's not it's not just you're in there for a month and then like that's a nice tidy little block of time and you know and then you get right back out and everything's back to normal hoorah
1: right right yeah absolutely um yeah, and I think you also, like, lose time, like, grieving your loss of normality, loss of privilege, mm-hmm. um,
2: yeah.
1: loss of, like, integration into society. And I, But I think there are a lot of, like, mad people, um, including this speaker that I heard, that kind of, like, look back and say, like, yes, that's a loss of time and, like, it's a tragedy, but it also, like, um, involves, like, meaning making or, like... You grow from it or you that they were able to like, I don't know, they're able to like somehow make meaning out of it or um, grow or create or um, whatever it is um, they were able to do you know, maybe like small good things provide support for other inmates or whatever it is that they like had an impact and like there can be a process of looking at this as like it's not lost time and like, you know, still that this is absolutely an injustice and someone is like robbing you of of time and life and everything and you can still be angry, but also there are ways to like make meaning and like um, it's not... Yeah, the way the outside world sees it, which is that, you know, these people, like, don't even exist. Their lives don't matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to try to make, like, a wildfire Uh kind of metaphor that, like, the wildfire burns the forest down, but then new sprouts and seedlings grow out of that, and, and the forest is forever changed. But that, yeah, kind of dangerously, like, paints it as, like, just... Things happen in life and you just have to go with it. Yeah. And like I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, no, this 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 happened to you, this was inflicted upon you. This is not
1: <laughs> Right. Which is why I feel like the movie does do like such a good job. Like I feel like it shows Chris Pratt as being like mad and like going crazy and like Yeah. She's like you know, she kinda goes crazy too, but like then it's like the only way they have out of it is each other and I feel like I don't know, that's definitely like rings true with, like, psych survivors is that, like, a lot of times people, like, find their way to meaning by, like, giving support or finding solidarity with their fellow, like, inmates and patients and, like, you know, um... Yeah. They deserve... People deserve better than to do that, but, like, um, it's also, yeah, it's, it's not this sense of, like, oh, you're doing nothing, you're unproductive, you're... Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I remember I used to because I used to work at a criminal justice reform agency. And like, I remember um, we would like send out these fundraising letters that were like, oh, so and so is just languishing in prison. And don't you want him to get treatment so that he can instead of languishing and doing nothing he can be productively engaged in his treatment instead and and then he can be fully rehabilitated and integrated into society and and i felt like maybe this film sort of for me like Mm -hmm. upset that narrative of just like no you're languishing doing nothing and the only goal is to get back into society like no like i think people you will find out that people have like full lives sometimes behind bars and they they make meaning out of it
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought just while what we were talking about that, it, it, yeah, that Chris Pratt like totally went like like went crazy like waiting you know just just being yeah. around being alone and trying to figure out how to get out of here and what do I do what do I do, and it, it I don't know did you get this vibe that like Jennifer that that like when Jennifer Lawrence gets out she's like, well wakes up that she's like. I'm gonna try opening this door And he's like, no, you can't open that door And she's like, well, we gotta get out of here And he's like, no, you can't And, like, like he spent the last year freaking out And that when she's freaking out He's, like, rolling his eyes And it's like,
1: cuckoo, cuckoo <laughs> Really? Did you I get that sense? I
0: don't know I, I, I Maybe, <laughs> like, not a whole lot at the time And I'm suddenly, like, just, like, reprocessing that And, like don't know. Am I remembering that right? Did he was... <laughs>
1: See, I, maybe I think you might have picked up on it. I think maybe I didn't pick up because I related to him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think, so like... You
0: related to him, yeah, and what, yeah.
1: So, I've been an activist for how long? Like three, three uh, or
0: I don't years. know. You tell me.
1: Yeah, I think I, I've been around in the Mad Pride movement for like three years. Okay. Um, I've been working in it for like a year and a half but almost two years now but I've been like around in the spaces hanging out for like three years and um yeah like everybody I think almost every single person like my first year was very much like I'm gonna like I'm gonna be the one to like stop all this from happening to end treatment like uh, if I just get if I just promote the message enough to all these like leftists and like I'm gonna go to like Bernie Sanders campaigning events and like start talking to them about forced treatment and if they just like know about it then like the whole world's gonna change and I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna I'm gonna bring awesome. this to Bernie
0: Sanders yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bernie <laughs> yeah. will know my name. <laughs>
1: yeah I had all these ideas and I was like I'm just gonna like do this and like people are gonna get on board it's gonna be great like (laughs) this like very like progress narrative um and then like slowly over time like I just realized like oh like there's a lot of people who like do not give a shit and like think that this should happen and like there's some very very deeply ingrained biases um Mm -hmm. and like there's it's a lot more complicated. Like it, it just became clear that it was like so much more complicated, and I had to like yeah. rethink everything. Um, and uh, <laughs> I see a lot of activists <laughs> doing that and trying all these tactics, running and,
0: around and yelling and like, yeah. "Oh my god, what if? What if? What if? What if?"
1: Yeah, and I'm going to do this, and this, and this, and, <laughs> and like, and listen, if we just get this message here and we just get it to this person, then blah blah blah. And I'm like. I don't know like and I have such like compassion and I'm like yeah like you do it I love your energy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and I like want to encourage and support because like maybe they're right maybe they will be the person and it just wasn't me you know um but I can also like <laughs> sympathize with Chris Pratt at the same time just standing back and watching and being like
0: go ahead wear yourself yeah, out <laughs> go ahead
1: like I don't think it's gonna work but like I also don't want to like <laughs> you know <laughs> and um yeah I think uh I like, I just, I just could sympathize with him <laughs> so much. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> and it also like comes back to that theme though, too, of, I think a lot of people like start out in the activist movement, like wanting to gain normalcy or wanting mm-hmm. mad people to gain a position of privilege. And they're like, well, if we just get people to see that, like the drugs are bad, like then, then we'll be right. Or we'll be seen as this or whatever. We'll
0: be seen as victims and not.
1: Yeah. 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 and. Um, if we, if we just get people to see, for example, if, if we just get people to see that autism is in a disorder, then we'll be normal. And, um, if, if we get them to see that we're not like those people with mental illness or, or I hear mad people say, if, if we can just get them to see that we're not disabled, you know, we're, we're okay. We're fine. We're, we're not Mm -hmm, sick. mm -hmm. We're not mentally ill. We're not, there's nothing wrong with us. Um, and, you know, they just want to regain that position of privilege, get back into society, you know, get, no
0: matter what.
1: Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, that the drugs don't work. We need therapy, you know, whatever it is like we need to get cured. We need to become normal again or we need to be seen as normal. Um But then slowly, I know, at least for me, I've learned to be like, oh, you know what? Like maybe like we are like mentally ill or maybe I could be seen as mentally ill and maybe being ill isn't like a bad thing at all. Like maybe the whole notion of illness should be destigmatized and like I need instead of like trying to appeal to like you know, quote unquote, normal people or people with privilege or regain Mm -hmm. my privilege, I need to stand in solidarity with people with all kinds of illnesses, or maybe I am disabled and that's okay. And like being disabled is fine. And like, instead of trying to be seen as normal, I'm going to be like, hang out in disabled spaces and like make meaning out of that, that like, maybe I will never be normal or be seen as normal or regain my privilege. But I can, at least I can embrace this like kind of outside of normality, Life and that's cool. So um, metaphorically,
0: you're planting a tree in the spaceship.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I also, I think I'm trying to wake people up to <laughs> like
0: <laughs> running around all the cryopods. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up!
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I don't know, um, maybe that. Like, I, am, I think I'm trying to like take people's privilege or desire to regain privilege from them and being like, yeah, let's just make a life here. Let's just be, like, sick and disabled and, like, not normal, abnormal and crazy and mad and fat and queer together and, like, just have fun. I don't know. Like, (laughs) screw capitalism. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah,
0: if the the flying spaceship company... They get 20% of whatever. They're they're real. The way they make their money back is they get 20% of whatever you earn when you're on the planet.
1: Yeah.
0: What if you just never make it to the planet?
1: Right. Like, seriously. Screw the system. Yeah. (laughs) Burn it
0: all down. Have a party on the spaceship, drink all their liquor, and then just never earn them any money and just die.
1: Yeah, and then just die. (laughs) And then no one else has to be alive and suffer the existence of humanity. Like, it's great. It's fantastic. Just like everyone... Chill out, stop taking yourself so seriously, and just have a party until you die. The end.
0: <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I think we solved it. Yeah. I think we solved passengers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we solved life. Like, th- that's what everyone just needs to do right now. Yeah. Then we'll solve the world's problems.
0: <laughs> I want to go do that right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's
0: do it. Okay, so. Would you like to move on to housekeeping?
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Okay, for real this time, we're...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Last time we you we, we, we were holding back, <laughs> like half an hour's worth of good material still left. <laughs> we're actually... Yeah. We're all used up. Okay, great. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Do you, Should should I? You. You you go. Okay. All right. So this is yeah. This is just housekeeping. Um, uh, So we want to hear from you guys more. We want to hear if you've had any experiences like this, any experiences you can relate to this. Um, We'll take voice memos. Um. We we, will take voice memos and possibly play them on the show if they're really good or if they're really relevant. Uh, You can also just do a written, written piece, and if it's again, if it's good, if it's good and if it's relevant, we'll read it. Not promising anything. Um,
1: Specifically, I want to know. Specifically. Have you had experiences of being alone? or feeling alone, like driving you mad or, or if you've had similar, like solitary confinement, like experiences of seclusion or actual solitary confinement, like, you know, and you want to talk about that and what that does. Um, we, we would love to hear that. We would love to help get those narratives out there.
0: Yeah. Or experiences of building meaning Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: building meaningful lives outside of, I don't know, structures and norms and uh, society as yeah. it is, um, yeah. And so, really, uh, I don't know. Yeah, voice memos or written written pieces. You can uh, you can message uh, message our page on Facebook.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, our Facebook page uh, is same name as the podcast, and you should all follow it and like it.
1: Yes. Um, also, um, we have been. Looking for some guest speakers. So, if you would like to guest co host our podcast, we would love that. Um, just reach out to us, let us know if you have an idea for a movie that you want to do. What we yeah. usually do is we watch the movie right before the podcast, and then
0: like right before,
1: mm-hmm. and then like we just, there's
0: five minutes.
1: Yeah, then we just start recording. So, if you want to come on, we can all, you know, watch the movie. At the same time um, And then we can record Or if you live in Tampa That would be super cool uh, <laughs> Just come over and record
0: Yeah <laughs> uh, Alternately if you guys uh, Know of any other, any podcasts in this Kind of space that you think we should mm. Be in touch with Or that you think
2: like you know we idea. could do a
0: crossover episode or, or if you run another podcast In this space yeah. And want to do a crossover episode Like dude
1: we're here. Ooh. I know some good podcast hosts. We should tag them. We're going to tag them. Yeah. Okay.
0: You will know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, also, rate us on iTunes. For real, it helps a ton. I think I've seen a couple of negative reviews go in there. Like, d- help us drown them out. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I think we might have some, like, pro-psychiatry type people or pro not I mean I'm pro drugs for any of you who aren't familiar with me. Um but pro like yeah um sanism people, pro force. So so you should go and like promote mad Pride. If there's if there's one reviews. thing
0: if there's well, no, if there's one thing you could do would be to share it with your friends. Oh, if yeah. if you're doing two things, if you're feeling really generous and you want to do a second thing, the next best thing you could do would be to rate us on iTunes. And I'll make a little screen capture video and have it in the description for you to watch, to show you how to do it. It's super easy, um, and it would be doing us a huge favor. Yeah.
1: And the best thing you can do if you're mad and you're listening, the best thing you can do, I think, in my opinion, for the Mad Pride Movement is to come out. And I feel like this can be a really good way to come out if you ever want to use the podcast that way you totally should because i feel like i don't know that's kind of been my goal that people can be like hey like you know that movie character i listened to an interesting podcast about how they're kind of mad and then you just like start talking about it
0: yeah 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 sort of a way to ease in a little bit yeah um
1: and finally if you can join the discussion on our Facebook group, we would love to hear your opinion. We will be yes. asking questions, sharing articles. It's a really good place to share your experiences. This is definitely like a non judgmental space where you can say whatever you want as long as it's not hurting other people. Um, but Absolutely. You can share your mad experiences, your experiences of institutions, or whatever. Um, You want to talk about and, you know, or your opinions of these movies. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Links for everything in the description.
2: And we'll see you next week.
1: Mad love.
2: Bye.